Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Yoder's Farm. My name is Eldon and Lowell is with me as usual. Lowell, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I think right now I'm doing better than you are. Yeah, it's been a little bit of frustration <laughs> getting this uh, stuff set up. I guess that's what happens when you take over a month off from the podcast. I think you've dropped about every piece of equipment in this uh, makeshift studio. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, here we are, and it's working now, so that's plus. Let's talk about farming. Yeah, well, that's going about the same as <laughs> what our podcast is. Uh, yeah, uh, basically so, took a month off, huh? Yeah, we did. Month of vacation. It, yeah. was, it was real nice. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I noticed on our... Uh, on our podcast release thing, it says that we release them fortnightly. I don't even know what that means. Is that every two weeks? Yeah. Okay. Fortnightly. That's a nice I just idea. I hadn't really heard that expression for a while. I just thought it yeah. was interesting. Yeah. I guess it's been uh, about try fortnightly since yeah, we whatever, released the last podcast. End of August. month plus 10 days is. Yeah. Yeah, so let's see, what do you want to, you want to get into the fall stuff? I guess just kind of run down what we've been up to and what we're looking forwards to. Okay. And uh, I'll chime in where I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting fall. Um, as, you know, the the whole year has kind of been interesting and that theme has carried right over into, into the fall. Um, we're late on strawberries uh we're as late as we've ever ever been due to a number of factors uh one it's been very wet i think we touched on that last time we recorded we were trending kind of wet in august and that trend continued on into september um that had something to do with it as well as some other factors we our beds bed uh the strawberry bed making was delayed by a lot and uh, so that's made us late and um, there's been a lot of trouble getting tips out of Canada uh, some of that at least has been blamed on the uh, short uh, COVID and relating complications labor issues yeah. and so forth it's hard to know exactly what's true and what's not true these days because everyone can, everything can be blamed on COVID and no one will argue with you. So, uh, we have some strawberry plants that are ready to plant, hoping to start in the next two days, maybe if it dries up, and we can get the help we need to start planting. Yeah. Anyway, we have some some varieties that really need to get in the ground. We're really running late with those. Uh, we have some other. Our Chandler variety, we have a good number of plants actually here on the farm, but they are a little on the small side to be planting. Those are some of those that were delayed coming out of Canada. Got to our friend who grows those for us. We grow, you know, a piece of them here and um, got to him on the late side and he grew them as quickly as he could. Yeah. <laughs> You can't really, you know. You can't push there's it. There's only, only but so much you can yeah. do. It's not like you can just dump fertilizer on these things. You end up 
pushing or getting like too much vegetation you really is what you're looking for in a plug is a well-developed root system with a you know shorter uh manageable stem, stem out the top you don't really need a big tall plant um, yeah so you anyway you you can't just dump on the fertilizer and make up for for smallness or lateness so they're sitting here now and of course I, i'm pushing them a little bit there are some things you can do some uh uh fertilizer type products that will help boost the roots and uh, grow your root system and and you do need to put a little fertilizer on them but anyway in moderation yeah so we're he had over at his place he actually had a killing frost already two of them hmm. he lives over in the mountains four hours or so away uh two and a half three yeah it's at least three <laughs> Something like Let's that. Let's not argue about dumb things. Anyway, they'll hopefully grow a little faster, finish up uh, over yeah. here uh, where we have not had a killing frost yet. But we've had chilly temperatures. Um, we've had 60s and 70s, whereas last year we were 80s. 80s and some and 90s. Pushing I think, 90s on into October. So yeah. anyway, it's just been an interesting year. Been a, a little, different year. But I mean, what every every yeah, you know, you're just gonna get weather challenges and challenges in general. So, I guess my uh, my takeaway for for this podcast is, you know, so yeah, you have all these things that get thrown at you and different challenges and things usually don't always work out quite, you know, farming just like in life. But so it's it's all about. How do you de- how do you deal with them? Doing the best you can and having some backup plans. Okay, so some things that I'm glad about this year. Um, with I'm glad that we grew some portion of our plants here. We have them here; they're ready to go. They're good size. Um, so yeah, we're spreading risk yeah. somewhat by doing that. Uh, row covers. Okay, uh, we don't often like last year i don't think we covered till well well we covered yeah we did cover some of the early stuff yeah we actually threw some covers on the first part of november some years we don't put a row cover on a floating row cover which um yeah if if you don't know it's like a little kind of a a blanket type thing you either use it for frost freeze protection in the spring but it can also be used in the fall to enhance growth you know, some years we don't cover till Christmas or into January. Some years, you know, depending on the winter. Well, this is a year where we're going to use those covers uh, to try to promote some extra fall growth yeah. when your days are slipping down to the 50s. You can get a 15, 20 degree temperature advantage Underneath and the uh, keep, them, keep them growing. So yeah. we're going to be covering a lot of stuff. I don't know if we'll cover everything, but a lot of stuff really early like i'm thinking towards either the end of october or the very first part of november some of that depends on weather so that's a backup plan yeah um, yeah it was the planning all that situation the bed making that was out of our control so we gotta make the best of it and uh yeah use the variables that you can control to, yeah to do what you can yeah so i mean yeah have as many contingency plans as you can but you know at the end of the day you just got to work with the hand that you're dealt and there are other people who usually have it worse than you and 
Yeah. yeah, in this case, there are people <laughs> who are still having trouble getting strawberries from what I've heard from, from you, what, I think. From what I've heard. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Some people actually have their stuff more on time. But anyway, like you say, like we say, you can only do what the yeah. deal with the hand that you're dealt. So let's see. What else have we done around strawberries? Is that pretty much it on strawberry stuff? Yeah, so we're going to plant we're gonna hope for a nice moderate type of fall you know a long growing season yet yeah on into november and hopefully it doesn't get cold till well into december and we can actually get some decent fall growth on these things i'm going to um, be treating with the same root growth enhancers um a little fertilizer probably try to do my part to you know promote growth where we can without getting too vegetative of a plant and uh, we'll see what happens very good try to keep the deer out of them too yeah which can be an issue which is another advantage for early fall row covers you know last year we had some some parts of the field that were just demolished by deer i guess you could argue it could be a plus for uh, planting your strawberries later than you've ever planted i guess so less exposure to to deer yeah. The uh, only other little wrinkle, which I didn't know if we touch on or not, but there is a new strawberry disease, which is causing a little bit of concern in some parts. Yeah. Uh, looking, it's especially been affecting the Florida industry for the last couple of years. Uh, seems to be linked to some plant sources out of North Carolina, the mountains of North Carolina. Fancy word, neopestilopsis or something like okay. that. Anyway, unfortunately, I'm starting to get an education on it. Um, oddly enough, I got a few plants from that nursery just to try. From one talk, of those sources, yeah. We talked about it last podcast. Uh, these North Carolina varieties are interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it looks like the plants that I got had the disease. mm so, according to the the lab report, I hope we we ended up you know we didn't have terribly many of of those, but we ended up just discarding those plants. I hope that it didn't uh, spread into my clean stock. I have uh, actually ran down and met with a plant specialist yesterday, hour and a half away or so. To he's looking at the stuff that I grew, the okay. clean stock. And hopefully it hasn't jumped over into into those yet. Anyway, it's very it's very complicated. It, just because you find these spores on your plants doesn't necessarily mean you have the strain that's going to be a problem. Um, but if what you pair, what does it do to the plant? Do you know severe? Well, it, it depends. Um, okay. Severe leaf spotting, fruit damage, and in some places it actually causes the plants to collapse and die in the fields. Okay. Hmm. Hopefully. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, and it's it's a real issue down in Florida and it has been for a couple of years. It's just now getting on the radar here kind of in the yeah. middle Atlantic. Um, it's something you can spray for somewhat, but you said it's like a 50 no, or 60%. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, now a lot of the common fungicides aren't really don't okay. really do a whole lot against it. Okay. So I thought you had said 60% yeah. something the other day. Yeah, I mean, but which isn't a whole lot. Yeah, but I mean, it's something. <laughs> I guess. 
anyway, there a lot of research and stuff is is gonna. Uh, we're learning about it more and more right here. I don't know what it's going to mean for Florida. They were there were a lot of ties to this nursery, and who knows? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the plant supply in Florida came from this nursery, so I'm really curious to see what's going to happen down there. Not that their industry is sort of different. It's much more based on the wholesale market and grocery stores and stuff like that, whereas most of the stuff here in the mid, mid-Atlantic is more the fresh market and, approach. And that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, but anyway, that's kind of on the radar, and uh, it's scary. It's a it's a bad, or I mean, it can really affect things, and it seems to be quite um, have the ability to really spread through a field, which is not and stick around like it's not potentially jump over into other other things, and yeah, it's been an issue in like Mexico and Brazil. If you Google it, okay, Spain. Uh, you'll pull up stuff from there. Anyway, there's always something to worry about. So yep. that's kind of on the radar. Hopefully it's something that we won't really have to deal with here on our farm, but you never know. And uh, the only other thing I'll touch on is in Florida, the the is plant establishment is quite a bit different than here. Here we grow plugs, um, plant them in September Rarely do people overhead water unless you're planting them earlier in September when it's pretty hot. I mean, some people do, but in Florida, they're planting like um, fresh dugs or bare root plants, so they're in. Uh, they require a, like a whole lot more water to establish. Be like, similar to like when you hook the plants, they need water just. To yeah, develop, sort of along those lines. I mean, you're talking system. like a week or two of, yeah. of pretty intense overhead water. Well, if you think about it, um, water and things like that can spread this sure. disease. Yeah. So hopefully maybe it has something to do with, with that. Maybe that's more why it might be an issue in Florida. I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm just speculating and yeah. hoping. And hoping, yeah. And, of course, our climate is different than ours as well. Um, Much just, cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very humid. Sure. climate so maybe there you know maybe our colder temperatures up here winter time isn't as ideal maybe it doesn't become quite the issue in yeah. the industry up here unfortunately anyway, that's just something we'll have to uh, learn more about yep. over the years to come I guess other than that that's enough on strawberries Okay. Um, our greenhouses we're working getting those back into production we have plants in two of them and almost to seed the third one okay maybe even today very good so plants are looking fair um but we're a ways from picking ripe tomatoes probably in november on those yeah that's dad was saying mid-november maybe probably something like that later even yeah we'll just have to see (laughs) and yeah then fall what do you want to say about fall i don't know yeah, we've started our fall season. We are, what, two weekends into it? Yes, I think sir. we have mm-hmm. five more weekends, maybe six if you count the first Saturday in November. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what all we want to talk about in relation to it. There are some things we've done differently. Uh, no hay rides this fall. 
to help cut down on uh, people being packed together. Yeah, due to COVID. Yeah. If someone happens to be listening to this in the future. Yeah. Ten years in the future. Yeah, due to the apocalypse. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways, it's, we're running things kind of similar to spring as far as trying to keep our lines moving. Yeah. People checked in. We went to a web-based ticket thing. I mean, that option. At least option, partially, yeah, for, hoping for corn maze maybe tickets. to streamline the check-in process into the corn maze. Um, yeah, signage and so forth. Some of those uh, guidelines are from VDAX and I guess from VDAX. Anyway, guidance from above. Yeah. And so we're trying our, our best to follow those guidelines, keep everyone safe, and keep the farm open to the public. Yeah, in the safe and uh, hopefully um, semi-profitable way. Seeing very similar trends to spring, we have, I mean, we've had a couple of busy Saturdays, yeah. busier than um, the opening weekends last, last year. year, so... Typically, Which, we keep getting busier and busier into October until yeah. Halloween, basically. Which some some of that, I wonder if it's related to just cooler temperatures and people starting to think fall things yeah, sooner I think than they did. It's definitely a combination. But yeah, people are definitely wanting to get out. I've got um, more emails recently about groups in the corn maze and stuff like that. People just looking for stuff to do in October. Well, there's still, there's a lot of things that are shut down too, or, I mean, not yeah. happening. Festivals, uh, high school football, different things. And so it just makes it harder for people to find activities. So corn mazes, if a corn maze is running, is yeah. is an activity. And uh, pumpkin sales have been strong. We're, we're getting lots of calls. Like we're not really a wholesale pumpkin uh, supplier. We're getting calls wondering if we are calls and emails and facebook messages yeah actually. <laughs> and some of that's because our information is pretty easy to find on yeah. the world wide web and because we do podcasts and silly things like that yeah and although i don't know if the seven webs. people that listen to this would be the folks calling about wholesale we have websites pumpkins. and things yeah so some of it's because of that but some of it's just because of an uptick in pumpkin demand yeah and it seems to be Throughout the state, yeah, you've heard from other some states. other sources that they're uh, seeing a well, major heard, uptick in demand too. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've heard pumpkins are already in short supply and things like that. So hmm. happy for every pumpkin that we grew. Pumpkin crop is, you know, you still can't tell because we <laughs> haven't had a frost to wilt those. No, some down. of the vines in the early fields are really starting to die okay. down, and, and there are good numbers of pumpkins. Which reminds there. me, I need a. Up-to-date picture of that, but anyhow. Yeah, I th I think the pumpkin crop was fair. I don't think it was terrific, terrific. Maybe the numbers aren't quite there, but it seems like the quality is good, at least so far. Of course, we've had as long as it doesn't keep raining. nine or ten inches of rain in like the last week and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's been incredible. But the pumpkin size is good. Color seems decent. Stems are still pretty nice, so. Take what we can get. Take what we work can get. with it. Yeah, just work with the weather. I think I've heard that before. You can <laughs> only do what you can do. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, the corn maze is still green. Not still growing, probably, but... The, yeah, maybe uh, slowly. Yeah, we're sort What do you of, think our average height is out there? It's uh, pretty impressive. Probably 11, 12 feet at least. Yeah. And probably taller than that in some spots. Yeah, it looks... It's, yeah, it was interesting year for growing this particular new variety of corn so yeah we'll have to make some decisions on whether we want to do that again next yeah. year i think yeah. we're all pretty impressed with the corn itself just wondering if we need a little bit of sorghum still mixed in to try to thicken up the bottom yeah some of the um some of that's because the corn got so tall too i think yeah probably shaded itself out well, no, it just kind of stretches oh, you mean the, some of its leaves. The lower leaves are higher. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I mean, the a lot of places, the ears are running around head head level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if if you step up on the uh, platform, it's different than most years, too. Most years, you can kind of see the trails out through there and see people walking on them. Uh, a little bit less so this year. It's actually kind of hard to see much tra- to see out. trails yeah, at all. <laughs> you can't really see people down in the maze at all the other night there was somebody uh we needed to go get after dark and um hopelessly lost yeah i was trying to see out there and to see a light it was a sea of darkness to begin Mm -hmm. with and so i thought about trying to stand up on the uh edges but decided that probably wouldn't be a good idea yeah had a lot of good comments on our maze from people going through it both uh well the corn is nice and tall and pretty and the height helps and uh pretty cool maze design if you want to find pictures of it on our website i guess all right well i gotta get going all right well let's uh, wrap this up i think that's basically it um we'll try to do it again sometime another podcast that is fortnightly yeah maybe (laughs) all right well thanks for listening everybody um if you want to find out more about Yoder's Farm, yodersfarm.com is the best place to do that. And yeah, uh, more than you ever need to know. A lot more, actually. Swing by the snack shack and grab a funnel cake. Yep. All right, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks, hopefully. See ya. Mm-hmm.